Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey guys, this is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute. I'm coming on a little early today for our Daily Post Daily Dose because this evening I'm going to be a part of, um, it's called the Solutions Forum, that I was invited to be a part of a panel that will be doing a live Zoom. There'll be people from all across the country talking about different uh, different things that our families are uh, facing um, and uh, brainstorming for solutions. So I'm looking forward to that and honored and excited to be a part of that. And I wanted to give a quick plug. Do, 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 do. From Fear to Love. If you guys don't have this book, man, I'll tell you, it is, it is one of the best books that you could pick up with regards to working with children who have experienced trauma and really just any, any parenting and relationships can be, you can benefit from this book in terms of understanding brain development, understanding, it gives a great understanding. Hey, Tracy, how's it going today, dear? I hope that you and your babies are having a good day. Um, and hey, Vicki, good to see you. Um, so anyway, I just want to encourage you guys to pick up that book because one, it's an easy read. Brian, I, one of the things that he did so well in this book was like just read the most intense, deep books on this topic. <laughs> Stefan, hey stud, oh, you're killing me. By the way, that graphic that you created that you shared in Levolution was, it was so good. I just loved it. Um, the lion with your son. He is a lion heart for sure. He's a brave boy. And you guys are doing an incredible job. I love you guys. Hey, Mimi. Um, so I wanted to just do a quick plug and encourage you guys to pick up the book. Of course, we've got it on promotion, feartolovebook.com. $7.95 will get the book shipped to you. Plus, there are some incredible bonuses. One is an audio version. So just as soon as you purchase the book, you can actually be listening to Brian be the reader or own big papa himself so and he should be back next week and i appreciate you guys tuning in and um listening to what i have to bring to the table um we're pretty amazing uh oh she made that kirsten made that wow that is so cool thank you for letting me know that and i'll give her a shout out for her creative talents um, so what I wanted to talk about today, um, there's some interesting things happening uh, in the world of distance learning and using live stream platforms. Um, I've seen a couple of things that really sparked me in terms of like, oh, you know, how we get into something, we get like five steps into something and realize, oh, we didn't think about that. We didn't, we didn't foresee these challenges. And man, I'll tell you, technology really brings that to the forefront where, um, you know, we get four or five steps into something and then realize we need to backpedal a little bit and rethink or restructure certain things. And I don't know what the outcome of all this is going to be. So let me just kind of give you a couple of examples that I've seen immediately come through my, my feed. One was some school system in Tennessee asking parents to sign a consent that they would not watch the online classes. So I'm like, you know, it's just kind of like when you go through McDonald's and you see the sign that says, caution, coffee is hot. <laughs> you know, something happened that led to that, you know. 
uh, about the book, but didn't know anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vicki, um, shoot me an email and I can resend you, after you purchase the book, you would have been redirected to a web page where you could immediately download the audio version of the book. Or you can, it should have also come to you through email where you'd get a follow-up email. Now, a lot of times, um, especially when you're new to subscribing to a person's email list, those emails get filtered over to spam. So there actually could be an email sitting in your spam folder from Brian that has the link to the audio. But if you'll shoot an email to info at postinstitute.com, I can get you the link that would have redirected you to that webpage and you can download that audiobook and you'll have it right then. So I'm glad you spoke up. Because <clears throat> there's also a really cool uh, webinar that's included as another bonus. Because, you know, <laughs> we have always been like the, like, what bonuses can we throw in? You know, once you're, once you're interested, we're like, well, here, take this, take this, take this. We just want to pile on those bonuses and make sure you guys know that you got something valuable for uh, just your interest. You know, I have so much value for people who are, you know, when you're considering a massive paradigm to shift, um, just the courage of considering it to me is noteworthy. Um, in our world, we're so also used to kind of doing things the way we've always done them, that the idea of taking on and learning and walking in a new paradigm is commendable. And we want to do everything we can to be encouragers and supporters in that. So anyway, I digress. Um, let's talk a little bit about this distance learning and some of the odd things that seem to be coming up. So there's a school system in Tennessee that's asking parents to sign an agreement that says they will not watch the classroom with their student on the live streams. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So, you know, there's some conversations like, oh, well, the teachers, you know, they don't want us listening to what they're teaching our kids and they want, you know, that way, you know, who knows what they may be teaching, blah, da, 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 da. Uh, there's value there. And then I can imagine teachers, and we've got this issue of confidentiality because all of these kids are on the screen, right? So if I'm a parent and I'm sitting there listening to maybe a classroom conversation that's taking place on the Zoom call, then I'm actually watching our watching a group of students being led by a teacher having this conversation. And I can imagine how, well, a few things could happen. You know, this is just me brainstorming about what kinds of things may or may not have gone wrong that led this um, this consent to not watch your students Zoom um, for that to be sent out. That, you know, I can imagine a parent could be watching. They might chime in, you know, kind of forget themselves and chime in saying, well, that's not accurate or this or that, you know, whatever, however a parent might chime in. Also, you've got every other kid on a screen so you've got the confidentiality of other students to keep in mind. Then there was this other one, this other Facebook thing along the same issues of distance learning and privacy and safety. And the issue had to do with the backdrop of a student. Uh, and apparently there were BB guns or something hanging in a gun rack and the teacher uh, wasn't sure what they were, and so it got reported as weapons and ah, nah, 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 nah. and so I'm not I'm not making I'm not making this commentary or bringing this topic up to present any kind of blame. It's just a, an opportunity to have awareness. This is just bringing awareness to us that oh wait a minute. 
this is a little more complex than we had initially thought. So yes, it's a little more complex than we initially thought. And, you know, we sit in our homes and we go about life how we go about it. And we don't always have a full understanding how other people may go about their lives. And the same with teachers and the same with other parents. So through this process of distance learning, when it is a live stream session from the classroom, the classroom, the other students are getting information about home life. Teachers are getting information about home life. And people other than students might be getting information about the home life of other students. And we're also getting information about what's going on in the classroom and the classroom conversations. So all of that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? It's a lot of privacy and uh, lack of privacy that probably didn't get thought out very well when the idea of doing live stream classrooms for elementary, middle school, and high school students. So one thing to know is if you're doing that, uh, I believe distance learning is a perfect opportunity to show parents how the teacher-student interaction is happening. This is from Stefan. Um, take away misconceptions that might exist. Very good point. Yeah, I think there's a lot. There, there's pros and cons to it for sure. So there's some aspects though about this privacy and, and confidentiality that they just have to really be thought out. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, kind of like the, just to, you know, there could be wonderful situations, but then there could be some really negative situations. You know, you could have adults who are, you know, have issues with sexualization of children who are watching a classroom video. You wouldn't necessarily want some grown-up, you know, having that sort of energy, watching a group of students try to learn. Um, there could be issues where there's, say, domestic violence or drugs and alcohol addiction and those kinds of issues going on in a family. And here's the student trying to do their distance learning and, you know, maybe there's a big commotion that goes on in the background. Um, yeah, there could be um, something that the teacher is teaching that maybe there's a parent who is an expert on who's like, no, teacher, I'm sorry, but that's not right. I mean, you know, it's kind of like I'm just letting my mind sort of wander to some of the less less pleasant possibilities of why it is that a teacher or a school system might say parents can't be watching what's going on in the Zoom classroom. So, you know, I'm not here offering an answer. I'm just here saying, hey, look, here's the thing. Here's something that's coming up. Let's all take a deep breath before we, you know, start ranting and raving and getting all crazy. Let's think about all the possibilities and then let's see if we can come up with, yeah, right. Vicki, you're right. Vicki said, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, me neither. You know, we live our lives the way we live them and we don't necessarily think about the broad spectrum and, you know, our, we have so much diversity. We have so many different kinds of families and all the kids have a right to education. All the kids need education. We want to be compassionate. We want to be inclusive. We want to we try to figure this out, you know. And so one thing, though, that can help, here's just a quick little tip that can help, um, is in Zoom specifically, I don't know about other learning platforms that 
excuse me, that might be live streamed. But in Zoom in particular, um, there's actually a thing that you can click where it can create a fake backdrop. So I don't know how it does it. It's the Zoom magic where you'll be sitting there in front of your computer screen and you can pick a background that's like the ocean or I don't know, several other things. So that way, whatever's going on behind you can be blocked out. And so that can create at least one level of privacy that might be helpful. Um, yeah, you know, not only do we all do things very differently, but at the same time, we're also all human. So knowing that not everybody's house is going to be spotless or knowing that not everybody is going to have, um, a quiet environment, knowing that, um, we are all human. Uh, Zoom has it, uh, as does teams. Um, Stefan says teams has that too. And, um, how difficult would it be for a student to have their peers see or hear a difficult part of their life that might be academic, accidentally seen or heard during class? Exactly, Karen. Exactly. So I don't know if headphones or you know earbuds with the microphone could make a difference and help creating some privacy so that students can have privacy within the classroom live stream setting. Um, yeah, again, like I said, I'm not here trying to say I know the answer, but I am here to say, yeah, that's a big deal. And I'm probably just, I, that's probably like the tip of the iceberg, you know, of the things that could be going on. And so, you know, now that we're stepping into it, some of the schools are stepping into it, um, you know, it's kind of like we're the test subjects and we're finding out that there's some, there's some, some things that we need to to be thoughtful about some things that we're going to need to work out, um, some things that we're going to need to sift through and strategize for the well-being of everyone. And I, I want us to all keep compassion, keep compassion at the forefront of our hearts and trust that the intent, you know, we were talking about that right yesterday, intention that um, to, to keep in mind that I feel like the school systems, they are, they're striving to have good intentions towards the education of our children. They're striving to have good intentions towards um, privacy for the students, privacy for other family members, safety. Um, and so there's some things that they're going to need to think about. And then also uh, from the place of, of teachers, you know, <laughs> I <laughs> I have always found it interesting how so often teachers are like, we really want, we really want parent help. We really want parent support. But then they're like, but we really don't want you in the classroom. And I can tell you, there have been times I have felt a little offended by that personally. <laughs> but then I also have to step back and understand that they've got a job to do. And we have to trust that they're doing a good job and we have to trust and believe that there are way more good teachers than not. And um, the whole class heard a parent swearing in my daughter's classroom. Vicki just said, yeah, the whole class heard a parent swearing. Yeah, you know, I can imagine that. You know, Vicki, honestly, I could imagine that easily happening in almost any house. Um, you know, I could imagine somebody yelling at the dogs to get outside or, you know, whatever. It's a, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. We're bringing, you know, your whole classroom is, it's a complex subject. Yes, Colleen, it is. It's a complex subject and we need to be aware of it. 
That's the first thing. The first thing I think that happens when it comes to anything that's this complex is we just need to start by being aware. And then we need to take a deep breath and go, okay, well, what solutions do I have that I can offer? And is there anything that I can do to help keep my child safe and help protect them? And what is there anything that I know in terms of technology that I might be able to offer in terms of support to the school system that I can maybe send an email to somebody that offers this suggestion or that suggestion because they're trying to figure out too. And we need to prepare our kids for some of this proactively. Yes, that's a very good point to be able to say, look, honey, you're going to be you're going to be seeing the homes of your of your peers. Um, and that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? You know, it really has, it really does give us an opportunity to be authentic and be vulnerable. And that promotes all the growth. See, that's the thing, right? When we're authentic and vulnerable, it really does promote a lot of growth and a lot of healing. And it helps us have truly authentic relationships which is a great thing, but we have to be ready for it. You know, we have to be ready for it. And Karen, I love, I love you saying that. And I really appreciate you. We need to prepare our kids for some of this proactively. So just preparing them for the fact that they may hear somebody's parents, they may hear other, you know, siblings, they may hear all kinds of things in the background of their Zoom live streams that they wouldn't be exposed to. And Honestly, um, we'll see now that just that just blew my brain up in a whole nother direction <laughs> because knowing that many of our kids come from hard places, that could be really triggering, right? They could be then sort of re-exposed to things that were traumatic to them that they've survived that you're trying to help them grow beyond your as you know that growing to some things. I just want to throw that in because it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I set, put a meme out earlier in the week, the using the word and, right? Um, it is, this is difficult and it has the possibility of being incredible. Um, our children may be struggling and they are also growing new parts of themselves, new confidence, new feelings of safety, new feelings of security, and those things are very fragile. So for our kids who come from tough places and now they're on a Zoom call where they're hearing domestic violence in the background or seeing environments that are that may resemble their traumatic experiences, we'll see there's a whole nother level, isn't there? So yeah, it's a lot to think about. And so yeah, being proactive and you may even, you know, in some of knowing, here we go again, I always come back to trust what you know about your child. Trust what you know about your child. This may mean that you do send an email and you send an email to the teacher and say, look, here's the deal. I need to sit and watch some of this a little bit because my child comes from tough, a tough place and I'm concerned that uh, what may be going on in the background of other families could be really triggering to my child. I don't know. You know, again, I'm just putting things out of these are things for us to consider. So we're getting ready to start the weekend. Um, there's several schools in my area. We started school, um, week before this on a Thursday. So we do this, 
I think it's kind of neat. We do this thing where we, it's like you get two days of practice, a two-day rehearsal, and then you get the weekend, and then you come back for the full week. So this was the first week of school in my area. So, you know, we're, we're uncovering some of the landmines, and so other school systems hopefully can learn from what we're finding out, and we can get better at it. Um, Vicki says, yes, very interesting how my daughter will be will treat me during that. Oh, right. Yeah, and so for us as parents to be aware that there could be things going on through the Zim conferencing, you know, it's just, it's a different way of relating. It could be, you know, anything that we're asking our kids to do that's new, you know, outside of all these other things that I just talked about, we're asking our kids to step off and try things that are new and we know Oftentimes for our kids, that can be, just that can be really triggering because they have, there's so many issues of rejection, right? Rejection, fear of failure, fear of being judged, feeling like everybody's always holding a measuring stick, this need to be perfect, control issues, all of that gets triggered when we're asking them to step into doing something new. And so, ooh, there's a lot for our hearts to take in, isn't it? I always say it's not hard work, it's heart work. We have a lot of heart work that we have to do around this. And so just to expand our minds, to take a lot of different things into consideration, trust what you know about your child. If you see that they're getting overwhelmed, you know, do what's in their best interest and trust that the education piece is going to work itself out. And it will. It will. It's going to work itself out and it, you know, we'll figure out what needs to happen. And I have, my experience has been that they'll, if we can get the basics, if we can just get the basics, basic math, basic, basic reading, then a lot of the other things that can have, that are going on in the learning processes, which can be wonderful. If that is your child's bent, it can be great. But if that's not their bent, don't get too freaked out. You know, don't get too freaked out. There'll be a way. There'll be a path made. There's all kinds of professions and all kinds of ways that people are able to have employment, have, you know, I can tell you in my lifetime of growing up, I had so many friends, so many friends that did not do well in school. And this was back when we still had things like woodshop and Votech and agriculture and home ec and we had business math and you didn't necessarily have to take algebra and they did those classes and they did what they did you know they're friends of mine you know well I, I'm in my 50s I got all kinds of love for them and these people are running businesses of their own they're incredible entrepreneurs they're you know they're they've they've been incredible parents incredible fathers incredible family uh community members and so I just want to Bring some of the anxiety down and remind us about how, you know, it can be amazing and miraculous how pathways can be created. But the main thing that has been helpful, and when I talk to those people now, they talk about their deep friendships and the commitment from their own families that help them because, you know, academics, academic learning isn't everyone's strong suit. There's a lot of people out there that struggle with that sort of, that sort of book learning um, Marjean, I have not even considered it may cause bullying to some extent. Students seeing other students' homes, some will be immaculate, some not so much. Yeah, that's right. There could be, you know, it, it just creates a level of vulnerability that 
I feel like we need to cherish. See, that's me. That's my heart. My heart is when I see people being vulnerable, I want to hold that like it is the most precious. It's like a nest. You know, it's like a nest of birds. And I just want to hold it like it's really precious because being able to see into the lives of people is an honor. You know, we are all walking around with these masks on day in and day out. And um, I really hope that parents in general see um, see that, you know, see the risk that families are taking so that their kids can get educated and that we don't uh, condone bullying. We don't bully. We don't make fun of other people's environments. We don't trash talk other, other parents who are just out there doing the best that they can. So we as parents can set the tone for compassion. That's the thing. We adults... We adults set the tone for that. So, sorry, uh, I didn't really expect that to come up, but that you really made a good point that that could be an avenue uh, of outbreak of bullying that scares me. And we can sidestep it with compassion. So, thank you guys. Uh, man, thanks for the, your comments. You guys really brought even more depth to the topic, which is, I think, one of the most beautiful things of bringing something to the table and sort of saying, let's look at this, let's look at this together, let's open our hearts, and let's give this some thought and see what we can do just to sort of strategize and walk together, walk this out with you all. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope that you have moments of joy that you can reflect on every evening, you know, every evening taking those positive taking those positive moments and blowing them up so that they can become building blocks for our next day and our next day. I love you guys. Much love. Take care. Have a blessed weekend and hopefully Big Papa will be back with us next week.